important. But I didn't feel like there was a lot. I don't know. I could be wrong. Uh, we we will see. Um, got the episode part over. I would have written notes, but I usually don't follow my notes. So this is one of those things where I don't I don't bother. I took some notes. Do you have a Gmail account? And do I know it already anyway? Uh, I mean, I have two Gmail accounts. Why? I was going to share you with my Google Doc where I've been keeping my notes. That's fine. I don't. Uh... Okay. I mean, I don't need to like. I mean, like, I, I like your thoughts to be your thoughts and my, my thoughts not being bounced off of your thoughts. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Okay, we are uh, back for another week of uh, the Anime for All podcast season two. We are now reviewing uh, the, the recent episode of My Hero Academia, episode 103, titled One Thing at a Time. Uh, last week we reviewed specific, strictly just Shaman King because well, no My Hero was airing and we need to get caught up on Shaman King, which we're still pretty far back on that, but we'll get around to pushing forward with that. Uh, I guess while I'm here, real quick, as we normally do at the beginning of these, let's go check the stats on the podcast and see if we're doing better or we're still doing. We're really, we're still like, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I guess edging out. I guess that's the way to put it. Bush League. What? Bush League. Uh, what does that mean? Small time. I guess that works. I don't know what the literal translation is, but every time I've heard it, it means like small time. I'm looking it oh, up. Oh man, well, we lost a follower. <laughs> Bush League either means minor league of a professional sport, like baseball, or not of the highest quality or is sophistication or second rate hmm. so minor league we lost a follower yeah we went down a follower we were at three now we're at two was it that follower from germany because i really liked them i mean uh no there's somebody in germany i think in frankfurt yeah frankfurt there's somebody in Belgium too, so uh Belgium. Huh. Belgium? Belgium or whatever it is. Belgium. Oh, there's somebody in Los Angeles oh, when they're Los Angeles. Ontario? What? Okay, questions. Okay, well, yeah, well, we lost a follower, so I'm 
sorry for whatever reason that you left if you are hearing this. Uh, I'd like you to come back, but I'm not gonna force anything. Okay, it's I'm gonna move on. This is, getting, this is getting awkward. It's probably all that time I spent blowing my nose on the podcast. Which I like. You know. That's not being picked up on my microphone, is it? It's being picked up. Oh. Okay, I guess that skit's done. We're gonna, uh... I guess is that the end this. of the podcast? Huh? Is that the end of the podcast? No. We oh. just started. We should just make a podcast that's you updating how many followers you have, and then the podcast ends. Nah, you that's think too that... That, that is too much. Even as a joke, that's too much. I'm already having a hard time keeping up on the consistent. I'm already being serious. I already have a hard time keeping this podcast going up consistently every week. So like I'm not, I'm not even as a joke. And, well, I mean, never say never, but no, I'm not gonna. <laughs> okay, but with this, we're gonna hit with the first episode. Well, the first episode back from my hero that we've had in a while for a week. Uh, we. We queue back in with Hawks, who is now checking in with the people that he is uh, that he is betraying. Well, not betraying, but being a double agent for, which is cool. Uh, I guess, well, we, we we're checking in with them here, seeing what's happening. I think what this, what this is, we're seeing now in present time, uh, where we are with Hawks. Uh, I guess with his being a double agent thing because we see we see a, a round table of people that we clearly can't see for i guess reasons well we can see we can, we can see uh well correction there's some people we can't see but we can we, we can definitely tell dobby toga twice um spinner and i don't know why i couldn't see him here but he's there uh compressed man they show you Mr. Mr. Compress. I said Toga. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, but you can't see Compress earlier when the when they're spread when they're spread when you see like the entire table. You can see part of his shirt, but um. I couldn't see him. Hawks is in the way, but you can see part of his shirt, kind of like in the corner at 33 seconds. Well, I couldn't see him. I mean, I, I know he's there, but I couldn't see him. I probably wasn't looking at her. I didn't even know he was there until my second watch. I literally didn't know he was there. Um, they're talking about, like... I was hoping hmm? he would say something, or... I think he says, like, one thing, but, like, it's just so minor. He, like, I didn't realize he was there, and he's one of my favorite enemies until the second watch, either. He probably isn't. He probably doesn't say anything. Because I don't think he does. I think it's mostly twice that's saying something. Then again, there is that deeper voice that I thought was twice later on that could have been him. I thought it was twice as all the personality speaking, but maybe it could have been him. It could have been twice, but I think there was one scene where they focused on him. Let me check, because it was around 114 that they had him there in, like, highlight. But you you can see them all to some extent. You know, there's two guys with a tie. You know, there's the leader guy. Um, he might be. What is his name? Because with a D. I feel like that is twice. 
No, that's not twice. He's got a striped shirt, a striped shirt on. And no, I'm talking about the voice. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm not talking about the voice right now. I'm saying that you can yeah. see almost everybody. So oh, at 116, you can see him. <laughs> and I don't, I think you're right. I don't think he says anything. But it's a bummer because I, I want to get an update on how he's doing. He seems to be doing fine. I mean, he wouldn't be here part of this operation if he wasn't. That's the other thing. I highly doubt that Tomura would have let him would let him do anything if he wasn't uh, okay with it, considering he is like the old man of the group anyway. It's surprising because he doesn't look all that old when he takes his mask off. But whatever. That must be in his fortress something like that. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool though, like, I, I was, it's interesting to see so many of them because they don't seem, it seems like the guy in the striped shirt is leading this, but the, uh, there's so many members of the League of Villains there that you would think that they were, like, it was a League of Villain group, but I don't know why one of the main people, well, I mean, I do know why one of the main people, because they're all kind of lower, they're, none of them are, like, great leaders, really, so I can see that, but I don't know that why they're picking, like, this random seeming guy to be their leader. He's I think what I think what it is is just that this is a group of people. I mean, they've already mentioned Destro's name a second time, and I'm starting to think that maybe Destro is just the name of something that they're throwing about because they don't like they want to keep suspicion off of them anyway. That's what I believe. This is really is that they're trying to keep it. The pointy nose striped shirt guy is probably Destro though, because he's in the closing credits too. But I don't think his name he because he wouldn't be referring to himself in the third person. He's not really referring to him in the first person. When he's talking to Hawks, he says, you're the one of the few that really gets it. And he seems proud of that, like, in kind of a baneful way. Like, maybe he wrote the thing and he's excited that the guy's promoting it. Because it, <laughs> it did sort of, like, endear Hawks to the guy. Um, so it would be a good strategy for Hawks if he's trying to get into their circle of trust if he did something that kind of sucked up. But also the way that he's so happy that Hawks is one of the few that gets it, like, and he's, like, making such a big deal out of that. It seems unlikely that he would care that much unless he had a personal investment in it, and the most obvious personal investment would be if he wrote it, and then that would mean that maybe this season, he was, like, the main enemy of this season, which would make sense because they've been building up to this for a few episodes. I don't think he's Destro, because he uses the word Destro. He doesn't say my agenda. But he doesn't say it in a way that eliminates him as being Destro either. But he said, th th "Here's the thing: even 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 if he were just using his name, he'd be he'd be a lot more like forthcoming because everybody else doesn't care if he's Destro or not. He's trying to blow up. The, he's trying to blow the thing. To me, if you're using the name in the third person, you wouldn't you're not referring to yourself. Thinking there are people who do speak in the third person, but it doesn't seem like he's the type of guy that speaks in the third person." Mm -hmm. I agree, to me. It's, not. it's just interesting that it was so important to him. Maybe, he has, maybe he's in bed with Destro. I don't know. I still don't think Destro's a real person if, if at this point. It could, it could just be some name that they're throwing about as, as a part of our liberation because this is what this is. It could be, but it's a book, so somebody wrote it. He could have probably written it. But, I mean, maybe his pen name is Destro. I don't know. I didn't think he was that proud of it, but then again, it's looking back on it, he did. He didn't seem kind of happy that he was 
because he's using Hux as a billboard to. Uh, it was like half of his conversation with Hux was about the book and not about anything else, and how it was gonna like lead the people up and everything. So. I mean, whatever's in that book, he's he's definitely he's definitely happy about it because it sounds like it's gonna really uh, stir up an uprising. But I guess um with that we're we'll still. It's extremely important seeming because. I don't know. We've just seen an awful lot of that book now. It's been central, like, to the secret code, but it's also been... Well, I mean, we can't read it. It's in Japanese. I mean, I wish they would translate it, but nope, they're not gonna do that. Well, no. It takes too long to read, to learn to read kanji or whatever is in that book. Because I don't know if it's... if it's it, it could be a specific type of Japanese handwriting that I... Uh, that there's so much of it. That it should be it's ridiculous. I don't like. I'm glad that they had Endeavor pick out words that they translated because I I was looking around trying to figure out like, are they gonna translate this? Sometimes in anime they have an entire wall of text that you can pause to read, and I was waiting to see if they were gonna do that, but apparently they didn't even want to do that, which upsets me greatly because I want to see what's in this book. Yeah. But uh, I guess moving on. Uh, while we're still in the room with everybody, uh. We've already kind of glossed over uh, Compressed Man. Uh, Toga in Twice. Dobby brings up a picture that he's seen on the internet because someone took a picture of Hawks swooping in and saving the day. Dobby is saying that they don't look that impressive. Um, because later, we see Hawks saying that he's glad that Dobby doesn't seem to be concerned with them. But I don't know if... Somebody, I was watching somebody else's reaction to this, and it, they, they brought up an interesting point that Dobby could just be playing Hawks. So maybe he doesn't. Maybe he does see that they're. Because I mean, if the theory, if the theory is that Dobby is the missing Todoroki kid, uh, he could just be playing it up so he can like get get some alone time with uh Shota for, for whatever reason or whatever his main goal is. Because those two have not met, huh? You're saying the main goal of Hawks? No, the main goal of Dobby. Oh, I got you. Okay. The main goal of Dobby might be... I don't know. He seems to have... His goal seems to be centered around... For whatever reason, at least beforehand, before now, a lot of his a lot of his interactions have been with Endeavor. And I think he's only... The fake Dobby is the only person that's actually met up with uh, Todoroki. But Shoto. The fake Dobby is the only one that's actually met up with uh, of him. So like, there's been absolutely. It's actually kind of funny that in every instance that Dobby should have been at least face to face with Shoto, he's never been face to face with him. In every instance, the situation where he could have been face to face with him, he's never interacted with him. And it's like it's almost purposeful at this point that they're not having him interact with him. And then the picture, he's just like it feels like to me. He's like he could be looking at everybody in that picture, but he also could be looking at Shoto down there. Who knows? Um. I guess it's like interesting that he doesn't find them impressive. They, they they haven't shown any real growth. But Hawks' plan was to make sure that they couldn't show off, so that way they didn't they couldn't be prepared for what's coming up. So it's kind of yeah. funny that Hawks was there just to prevent them from showing off. Why do you uh, think that Hawks was there just to prevent them showing? What do you mean Hawks is there just to prevent them from showing off? They from the way Hawks. From the way Hawks talked about how he was glad that they're underestimating him, it sounds like he's also putting a gambit on these three, or at least the young heroes. But it seems like he's putting more of a gambit on Do, uh, Totoro, uh, Shoto, Deku, and Bakugo. Because he yeah. was there preventing them from being able to save that guy. 
and by showing off. He even mentions that if he hadn't been there, they would have been totally fine themselves. It seems like to me, it seems like to me that picture, he probably wasn't thinking that they were going to have a picture of them. But at the same time, he's glad that he was able to prevent them from actually doing something because if they were able to do something, they would probably have Dobby or whoever is watching them on high alert. But since they don't think they're a threat, they won't be on high alert. That's going to be a a tough thing to maintain while they're they're with a high-profile hero that all eyes are on now. Especially well, I don't think he's intending to keep it that way. I just think he was he just did that one time because like they probably won't be concerned with them after that. They probably won't even be tailing them. If they had actually shown any promise, they probably would have been tailing them. Now, as I said before, somebody brought up the Dobby could just be playing the fool, and he doesn't truly think that. Who knows? Well, I, I mean, Himiko's definitely keeping an eye on him when she can. Well, she's keeping her eye on Deku, and she's not keeping her eye on on the on the upper half. Moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, I get what you mean. But, I don't know. I think... So here's the thing. When they see the picture of him there, their answer is, when they see him, they don't say, isn't that interesting or something like that. They say, what a coincidence. Which means that... That sounds like they have more significance attached to Midoriya specifically, who we know was one of the targeted heroes from their raid of the uh, training camp. So it made me wonder why they said what a coincidence, like why that was their words of choice for that. It's just sort of like an unusual choice of words. And I know that there's translation and play and stuff like that. But I was curious why their choice of words. I mean, I think Twice was just saying, oh, those, it's those guys. That's that's all twice said, and we I don't I mean I hate to say you can't take twice as words you can only take twice as words with a grain of salt, but you kind of almost have to take twice as words as a grain of salt because he's just a Deadpool, as you very you 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 eloquently put he's just a Deadpool ripoff, and I'm mm-hmm. sad by that because I really kind of enjoy twice, but yeah. as you eloquently has put twice, and they've already showed that his gimmick is that he's got multiple personalities in his body anyway. Yeah. I mean, then again, like I said before, I mean, you kind of have a point, but at the same time, it's twice. If it had been anybody else but twice, I'd probably take that with more grain of salt. Because, like... Twice, uh, twice is deep. Deep, deep, deep in, in this thing. You know, and, like, you can't write them off. Like, he, it's really easy to take some of these characters not seriously. Like, Spinner always struck me as kind of small time, but they here he is. You know what I mean? In, in the I thought Spinner was in jail, though. He, well, he's here. So he shouldn't be though. What does that mean? I don't know. I feel like he shouldn't be here unless I was mistaken. I thought he was captured, especially during that raid. I thought they captured this guy. I, I mean, about, but I can't remember if he got captured or not. Spinner, the green good. scaly dude, the guy with the blades who had the fall stand. I was certain that they captured him. I if was certain. If they captured him, then that guy's probably the one that can duplicate people, right? No, because he would have, like, there would would be no point to keep up the ruse. There would... I don't know. No, there would. I I see what you mean, but that's the only other possibility, is the guy that can make duplicates. I forget which which one he is, but he's in the league. Um, Twice. He's the only person that could be there if it wasn't Spinner. 
twice splits himself, and I think he can change the form of that uh, the, the copy is able to. But so there's no point to keeping up the ruse. There's really no point because like at that point, like I mean, they're gonna find out that uh that you know he that if it was a copy that that like what they got was a was a was a they're gonna find out that it wasn't him. They they're gonna find out that the co- they caught a copy. There was no point, especially mm-hmm. since like I mean like unless they needed to think that Spinner was there because he was up to something else. I don't know what else Spinner can be freaking do because all the I think all he has the ability is to manipulate swords. Because well, I think if, that's always if this group is working with the league, but isn't isn't the league themselves? Just like the last story arc where they were like allied with somebody, but they were betraying them in the end. If their goal here is to take down this organization or take over this organization, then Spinner could be elsewhere in the building doing something that he shouldn't be doing. While um, they think he, he's there, but that still doesn't make sense because Spinner would be in jail. So I, I, I can only think that Spinner's not. In jail. Well, he's he's clearly not in jail here. The, the only other thing I could think of this means is that maybe, I mean, at this point, everybody in that room, well, except for like because these are well-kept suits. They have money. They must be a part of the underworld because we can't see them fully anyway. They're purposely put in shadows so we can't see their faces. I will um, say that I just looked in the My Hero Academia wiki, and I don't want to know anything about him, but I checked the word arrested, and it doesn't. It appears once, and it's not referencing him. So the wiki doesn't say straight out that he's arrested without reading it to, like, um, I was certain they captured him. I don't. I mean, I, I, I know they captured the chief dude, but I'm pretty sure they captured him too. It doesn't say that he's arrested. It says status alive. It doesn't say status arrested. And I know that they say status arrested when it when they've been arrested. I mean, like I know, because he was there, and I'm pretty sure he. Okay, let me just look this up. This is gonna bug me until I figure the heck what's going on here. Cause I was certain. No, I could. I mean, I, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. That's the way it comes down to it. But I was almost certain he was one of. The, Cause like I know they beat him up really badly. Muscular mustard. Muscular mustard and Mr. Compress were arrested, which is weird because Compress is there. And then, well, Compress can get out because he could just turn. He could just like shrink himself. They probably. Yeah, Mag- Magni was killed. And it well, we know that. Well, it, I just saw a spoiler, so I'm going to stop looking, and I'm not going to tell you what the spoiler says. But that's what I'm trying to avoid. It's only going to do it twice? Yeah. I unfortunately I already kind of known about that for a while, all because Google likes to, like, it knows what I'm watching or looking at. It decides to throw things at me. I'm already unfortunately aware of, I'm not going to say it here, but. You shouldn't I'm have already... said as you had because of the hmm? podcast. I don't want to be spoiled. No, I didn't say. I mean, I didn't say what's happening. I just already, I already kind of know thanks to Google falling. Yeah. That's why I said. That's why I say. That's why I always complain about Google. It's like it knows what I'm doing and it just likes to throw things at me. Yeah. And I saw something that I'm almost 100% certain I don't know the context of, and I kind of want to keep myself out of the context of it because I keep seeing it everywhere. Thank you, YouTube, as well. Thank you very much. Um. Okay, I don't. It doesn't say arrested. He's alive, all right. But I just thought he was arrested. 
like maybe something maybe something happened to him and I just mis- I just misunderstood that he was arrested. Maybe maybe he did get away. I guess I don't know. I, I just don't remember him getting away. I really don't. I guess while we're I guess we're coming off that topic, I guess we're still like uh with Hawks dealing with Hawks now. Hawks got re- you know Hawks got released quote unquote from the meeting with those guys, and he's uh, apparently found an extra. We found out an extra ability with his uh, fierce wings. Um, each feather apparently not only can he control them when he's not attached to them, they also can he can also use it to listen. He can, he can also use it to like to bug an area or a room to listen in uh, to what's happening in there. I thought that was kind of cool. That kind of gave him it kind of gave his quirk a little bit more of a stealth operation to it. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. But kind of makes it's kind of weird that I, I wonder how many people know about this part of his ability. Um, because like that's kind of, that that part of his ability would be would, would be completely useless if people knew what he could do with it. Um, makes you kind of wonder. I wonder if the villains know about this. But uh, he finds out that it, apparently that uh, well from Himako that they're planning to set up a not a coup but like a big riot and blow up a major city. Well, Tomura is going to do it, apparently, and I don't know how Tomura is planning to do that, but I'm guessing confirmation that that was Tomura at the very first episode of Season 5. Wait. No, that first, the very first episode of this arc starting, we saw a white-haired kid laughing in a demolished city naked. Um, I was under the impression that it was Tomura, but I wasn't certain. But I think we got confirmation that apparently that must be Tomura, meaning that apparently he must complete what he does. Uh, I also heard from the grapevine too that apparently people out there refer to this arc affectionately, my villain academia. Um, so something's gonna happen, and it's the main focus is gonna be with the villains apparently this time around, from what I can tell, at least from what I'm hearing. Um, so we'll find out whatever that means. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else to do from this scene. I mean, he's also going through his mind about what's happening. He's as I can tell from here, it looks like he's very serious about trying to help the, the heroes out. So he isn't—he isn't the the spy that I thought he was. Well, not the the um the traitor that we've been trying to figure out for since season two, I think. Yeah, for season two, we don't still don't know who the spy is or who the traitor is, but we know he can't be it because he's he's double he's double teaming people. Like he's working for the hero organization, but also working for the villains. Um. While trying to get information for the Hero Society, it's like he's too deep in to be the traitor that I thought he was supposed to be. Um, let's just skip this intro here. We uh, then we cut to Endeavor. We come back to Endeavor, piecing together the uh, the the, the um, hidden message inside the book that Hawks gave him. Um, the complete we... message, message is Meta Liberation War. They number over 100,000 in four months to action. Before that, I'll send the signal. In case of failure, more manpower. This case is intriguing. I'm actually glad you wrote that down, because I certainly didn't. I'm actually glad you wrote that down. But based on that based on that statement, we can tell that um, Hawks is wanting Endeavor. Uh, we also learn later on, uh, throughout the throughout the process of this of this scene playing out, with Hawks trying to infiltrate the uh, the villains like secret hideout, not really not being able to you know walk around by himself, uh, which shows that they don't trust him, which makes sense. But um, 
we found out that uh, the main reason for the uh, well, we already knew this, but you know, they're pieced together now. The main reason for this for this um, internship is to make sure that you know the the um, the the uh, would be heroes would have enough experience to deal with an actual hero, uh, I mean, a villain outbreak. Which is... You know what's interesting is that when they did that montage where they showed the students that like were valuable, they showed both class one A and one B. So they were counting one B as like valuable and important for this as well. So it's and that makes sense because we just had a mini arc where they, we got to explore them. So you know what I mean? They're going to be using universe six and seven in this. I mean classes one A and one B in this. I hate that and, you did uh, Dragon Ball Z. What did you? Why? Well, how dare you, sir? Oh, come on, like, they're not learning Ultra Instinct right now? No, I mean, Deku's part of closest, but no, I'm not gonna drop down this rabbit hole. How dare you? Parallel thinking and being able to do things without thinking about them is not Ultra Instinct at all. You're right. It's perpetual thinking. It's not, like, having your body react on its own. Thinking about things more than once at a time and being able to do things without thinking about them is definitely... Not Ultra Instinct. That's your body moving. Ultra Instinct is your body moving on its own without you interfering. Okay. Whatever. Uh, what was I? What was I going to say before you decided to throw a, a, a horse shoe in my in my direction with Dragon Ball Z on it? Um, I literally forgot. I guess we'll I'll go off when I'm watching here. We see Endeavor closing a book, and we see a flashback of the organization that's with Hawks coming to Endeavor saying that, please train up the these interns that are going to be training with you. And I guess Endeavor makes his mind up at this point that he's going to train them all. But we see Burning, his, one of his sidekicks. Uh, we cut to Burning, and she's like, I guess since Endeavor only wants to, wants to be with Shoto, you're going to be with us. Uh, which is it's it's really funny how similar, at least burning is to Bakugo in j just a j just like a on the outward appearance anyway. Like she seems to be loud just like he is. Um, yeah. but then we cut we we uh, we have Endeavor come out of his study when she was in there by himself. Can we, can we back up for a second here? No. What what do you want to do? <laughs> I have a really strong case to make for this. The fact that they think that these, at least the uh, commission thinks that these are going to be no moose. First of all, we found out that there are multiple locations, right? The villains might be headquartered in one place, but there's multiple multiple other locations. I I'm going to let you continue, but at the same time, no moose can't read. Who are they, who are they sending these books out to? No moose, we already know no moose can't read. I get what you're saying, but listen. So Nomos can't read, but maybe they do need people to to have as initiates, right? Like Nomus were once people, we know that. So they need a large number of people that they can recruit for one reason or another, probably to steal quirks from them, probably to convert them into Nomus. We have so that's one thing. Like as soon as they get a recruit, they don't need to work on them very much. They just turn them into a Nomu. Um they have all these locations spread everywhere, which could be Nomu factories. They need more manpower, right? So who do they focus on? The three heroes that they focus on, yes, it's very easy to assume that those three heroes are the ones with the most potential, but we know that there's people in the upper classes that have at least as much or not, if not more potential, that are also favorites of some of the major heroes, like Eraserhead. 
um, and, and stuff like that. And, you know, like Sun Eater and things like that, who are also huge potential and deserve, like, the top hero, too. But the three they focused on, two of them had fire quirks. And we know that it's important to burn the regenerative nomus. And he's specifically going to be teaching them his his fire abilities to help them with that. So we know that we know that those are key to fighting Nomus. And the other person has All Might's former quirk, and All Might was the first line of defense against Nomus. So the people that are most capable of beating a Nomu with their quirks are the three that they picked to be the ones that are going to be trained specially. I mean, I don't know if no, this is not even on the Nomu thing. I'm just like I don't know. I mean, I took it as they're specifically like talking to Endeavor about the people he's going to train. There's no way that the lady would have known. That again, I could be wrong, but there's no way that lady could have known that Shoto. Well, maybe Shoto. I always Shoto at this. There's no way she would know that uh, uh, Deku or Bakugo would go to would, would go to uh, Endeavor. So I don't like. I feel like she was being she was being a blanket statement. It says whoever who, whoever ends up under your wing, please train them. It also seemed like to me she was begging Endeavor to take somebody on uh, in an internship because maybe Endeavor wasn't wasn't intending to uh, at all. But then again, who knows? I mean, he was trying to get he was trying to get Todoroki to he was trying to get his son to take his uh, invitation, and he finally got it to. But um, I know it's it seems like a coincidence, but it also seems very convenient. Even if that's not the case, these are the three people the plot need to have this training because they're that they can stop they can burn all, burn away the regeneration and they have the powerhouse to punch to punch these things out well, i mean who, who's to say that yeah, deku doesn't have the ability to burn we don't know what the next quirk that's going to manifest is going to come out. yeah it just seems like i know what you mean that the next quirk could be anything and fire fire quirks are like a dime a dozen uh, i i just here's the thing i i Everybody understand your grandfather has a fire quirk i get it it's no, like is that after super strength, it's like the most common superpower in the entire world. Super strength, flight, and then fire. Those are like the the three most common. Well, so I understand that you, where you're coming from with the Nomu thing, <laughs> but I really like. I, part of me doesn't want it to be because like I, I want to see I want to see a civil war happen in because everybody eighty five percent I forgot the exact number because they kept on saying it. It's like is eighty five percent of the people in this world have like have a, have abilities. Um, and we already know that it's illegal to use your powers anyway, but that won't matter in a, in a civil war. Like um, laws get thrown out anyway when when there's an uprising. And the whole book thing, if it was no moves, they wouldn't need to to like you know, because like even even if you were to take recruits, they're gonna lose their ability to think. All that knowledge that they had isn't gonna matter, unless you're like that no move that could think. But who knows how many of them they got? Because it seemed like that uh, that one there was a flaw with him because he just wanted to he just wanted to fight people who were strong. He didn't care about anything else. There was a flaw with that guy. But it's like there's no way to control a Nomu to get it to do. I mean, unless I don't even know what the what the what the what the deal is with sending in a Nomu with somebody. But like I feel I feel like there's no point to sending out a message in a book. To have an uprising, if all you're going to do is throw a bunch of um, brain dead, super strong zombies out there. Well, maybe they don't all have to be zombies, but I'm sure that the powerhouse of this, the way that they're going to take out the heroes, is not going to be to have a league that's hundreds of thousands strong, like they said. It's going to be a league that um, 
has some good grunt to it that can just take out a bunch of heroes. And we've seen that Nomus are pretty rough. Like they took out the number three hero, was it? Best Genus? Um, or did Best Genus lose to somebody else? Well, anyway, it was a good brawl. Best Genus lost to uh, one for all. He stabbed him. It was, a, it was a good brawl, and they did mention that Endeavor was like critical to winning that fight. So if there's more than Endeavor can burn, which would eventually happen because all quirks have limits. We haven't seen Endeavor's limits, but we know there's a limit. We've seen then, close to his limit. We've seen close to his limit. We've seen him go all out, but we've never seen like what happens to him when his quirk starts running out. I mean, he already. I mean, I, I, I hate to be that devil's advocate here, but we, I think he's he stated, and it's one of the reasons why what forced him to be a bad father, <clears throat> um, is that he overheats. <laughs> Shut it, Jock. He overheats. He can't maintain his temperature. His blood boils. He like essentially he becomes really tired. He's actually stated this. It's one of the reasons why he did what he did. Because he, he didn't have a way to manage... I mean, we, we can make an argument all day long, but there's ways that he could have ma managed to maintain his body temperature. He just didn't, he just didn't want to. But like, he couldn't he couldn't maintain his body temperature because it get too hot. It's one of the reasons why like uh, Todoroki manages the hot and cold of his body with the other, ha other half of his abilities, so that way he doesn't overheat or get too cold. But, um... He stated what he stated what his limit is. We haven't seen that in action, but he has stated it. We have heard him say it. Is that he's, he? We just hadn't seen it happen. The closest we've seen it is when he fought that uh that Nomu high end. Like I said before, I mean, what's the point of the book if all they're gonna do is throw a bunch of hulks at, at people? This is no point of the it, book. It, it draws people in, and we don't know. Like the Nomus have been flooded with so many quirks that like. The Nomus have been flooded with so many quirks that they've lost their minds. It's not necessarily inherent to a Nomu to we don't know that, that that it would have so many quirks, but they could also be picking the more talented ones as like as members of their league. They could. Be they've already quirks. said that the Nomus become zombies when they put so many quirks in them. They can't handle like the human body is specifically made to not handle more than one ability. So there could be more to this, but. They could be recruiting people, but I think with a with a critical mass that big and doing it without the heroes finding out, they're gonna need some they're gonna need some things that are definitely not gonna talk. And I think no moves are part of that formula. I can see them maybe putting in like ten no moves, but I still feel like they're the the point of the book is to make an uprising of people. Now, like, and I, I know I know that you know like people aren't going to be are going to regular people are not going to be a huge detriment to the heroes but i'm pretty sure there'll be a couple people among we, we saw that dude who um who but we don't even know where he came from the guy with the glass ability like i mean he came out of nowhere and he was dangerous they could take the cream of the crop and they could use that um if they still have a way to get that uh quirk enhancement they could enhance the quirks of the cream of the crop and, and bring them in and then they could be um, taking the other ones and that aren't so valuable and turning them into no moves. It could just be a blend or something like that. I just think that you don't hide 100,000 thinking people. That word gets out when there's 100,000 people. Well, I mean, they, they don't, you don't know who, to, you don't, I mean, there's like a million or some odd people on, on, on planet, or a billion, sorry, a, a, a billion plus people on the planet. Like, 100,000 is not that big of a group. You know, like, you could probably pull that from, like, a country, probably the size of Tokyo or wherever, like, uh, where, wherever in, in, in Asia, uh, 
My Hero takes place. But, but this um, is also a world with quirks, and surely somebody, like the detective guy or something like that, is going to have a quirk that helps them figure out or just accidentally find out that something's up. So it's really hard to think that you, in a world where random people have random superpowers, that like that's also not an issue. Hawks is working with an organization that sent him into the thing. They are aware. They just don't know who it's going to be, and you can't... There's no way to find out who in the world's going to snap, because... They've already said they've already shown there's already there's already an issue amongst uh, people's feelings. Tensions are high, and Dever can only do so much to quell the people's concerns. There's gonna be random people that are gonna run about and um and, like cause havoc. I mean that dude um f- during like the uh, early on in the season, the guy who uh the guy with the carbonation ability, the guy was a salary man. At least I'm gonna say what this what he said. He had a day job. And he spent an entire year trying to like just figure out the perfect time to rob people. That we are seeing, we, we are seeing random people just out of nowhere turn evil. Well, not turn evil, become criminals. I, like that's why I'm 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 very I'm, I'm very more on the side of like it's got to be an uprising of people. Now they, they don't have to be all that dangerous, but if you throw enough people on on a group of heroes, there's gonna be there's gonna there's gonna be enough to slow them down. Now if you want to do some actual damage, yeah. Send in a couple of nomus because like they're like they're that's what they're there for. They're meant to do a lot of damage. That's all they're meant why, to do. Is that but, why All Might was such a like a target because he was borderline like a religious figure, and they they didn't want that like counter example like out there like being something these people could hold on to. I mean, they made the nomus specifically to tackle All Might. Well, he's not needed anymore. They're not they're not needed anymore because All Might's dead. It was easy to believe that it was a combination of a personal threat. I mean, a personal vendetta, and also the fact that he was just a big threat because he was the biggest superhero. But if he, he again and again in this series, they emphasize what a symbol he is. So if, they're also, if their focus was not so much that he was a big threat because he can punch hard, but that he represented something and that they were trying to represent something else, then I could see that being a reason that they would have a whole plan around taking specifically All Might down, which they did. It was definitely a plan to specifically... I mean, Shake Rocky said that he wanted to he wanted to whittle away the foundation that people had in Heroes. He did that. That's what I'm saying. I feel like, to me, at least from all of this right now, it, no moves, yes, don't get me wrong, no, they're going to be some no moves, because why the heck not? They made these monsters. They're just not going to have them sitting in the tub, in a vat, sitting there like... Like uh, like knitting a sweater, or like saying yes, yes, create more. There's. <laughs> you so you think you're so funny right now. I know I'm funny. That <laughs> no, but like, I I'm sitting there like I just like I find it difficult. Like if the book, this is this is my hangup. If the book wasn't a part of this, sure, no moves. Give give me no moves all day, but you can't persuade a bunch of mindless drones to do anything. You just can't, and that's what gnomes are, mindless drones. You, you're not gonna—I mean, unless they find a way to input data into their into their mush brains, which I don't think is possible, considering that they lose themselves when they gain more than more than one quirk. Like, yeah. There's the, to me the book. It, it, the book seems to be at a center point, and they're trying to sow distrust amongst heroes because that was that was the whole plan since season one. They wanted to cut. No, All Might was the first pillar they needed to get rid of. The moment that he dropped, everybody started have, losing faith in the hero organization. And it's been happening season after season. 
people we've seen people saying like people were panicking when uh when uh, all might you know retired saying who's going to protect us now like it, it took one kid who they call the look boy to say that who's a fan who is the only fan of all endeavor right now who says like he's trying to protect us why are you talking about we've lost hope when the number two who became number one is not there trying to protect us and endeavor's trying to keep whatever endeavor well, i mean whatever like all, like is left of all Might's legacy like he is really trying to keep whatever is left of all my uh, all Might's legacy you know and it's he's, he's doing the best he can i forget who it is it might have been gran torino that even went as far as to say got like wonder if all might have in the long run done a little more harm than good by putting so much stock in him as far as like being the hero that everybody can trust did he say I that I think it was Gran Torino, but definitely somebody said it. It might have been the the mouse character or whatever, but like somebody said at one point, like they just sort of in passing was like, you know, sometimes I wonder if if that was really good in the long run. I know one person that said it though. Me, the last several podcast episodes. <laughs> it wasn't just you though; it was one of the characters in the show. I mean, I really didn't know. I, if if anything, I was just trying to play devil's advocate. I didn't know it was, it was actually physically stated in the show. This is news to me. I didn't know. So, like, I mean, hey, if someone did, geez, I mean, that that kind of puts more that kind of puts more leverage on. Not, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna give my self credit. It puts more credit towards the idea that. All Might was good intentioned, and essentially, the the only way to really put All Might when he was active, he was trying to be Jesus Christ, um, the perfect person, like the person that's gonna save everybody, the one you put your faith in, the one that you believe in all the dang time. The only difference between him and Jesus, though, is that well, well, Jesus, Jesus still died, but you know, like, uh, All Might wasn't intending. From what I can tell, at least from what the way he was speaking and the way he was pushing himself, he wasn't intending to retire no time soon. And unfortunately, he was forced to retire early um, because of the damage that was done to him prior. Thanks to All for One and his prior fight that we never saw. Um, so it's like it's a bunch of things like, you know, he was trying to be the perfect hero. And like, as cool as it was to be the person that everybody can depend on, um, you know, like, he 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 kind of did some damage. I mean, because like the, the the idea that he the idea that he could be the one that could handle it all depends on him being the person there all the dang time, and he was able to hold it pretty well. I mean, when he was active, but what happens when he retires? He and I I don't think All Might thought that through, and he probably never thought that through. If I'm being honest, because uh, I mean, when he was a kid, he said he wanted to be the pillar that everybody can trust. And that's well intentioned. I'm not saying All Might was evil. I'm not saying that I think All Might didn't think th- didn't think 100% through what he was doing. And even having his predecessor Nana Shimura not even really bring it up to him either, considering that how he looked to her like a mother figure or like um, somebody important in his life. Uh, people talk about her. He goes off the wall. So it's like you know, it's one of those things like he definitely held her in high respect. So I'm actually kind of curious. Like I wonder if Nana ever brought up to him like how how big of a goal this is or like how foolish of an idea this could be in the future if if and when you retire. But mm-hmm. something tells me that I don't all my intended to retire or at least he never intended to retire so early. Maybe he had a plan that he never got a chance to institute. Because I think he stated that like um, him looking for another successor kind of was kind of sudden. 
like which is why he took on like took on a job at UA to find a student. So he hadn't he hadn't been scouting up until the very beginning of the series. In in falling on Deku, but um, Jesus, we, we spent a lot of time on time on that. But I, I, if there's no moves involved in this, I can understand it. But I don't, I just don't know. The, the book seems like um, unless there's a two parter and maybe this resurrection, this insurrection is going to be a bunch of no moves attacking the world, and then and then the civil war is going to happen. Maybe that's the point of the book. I had no idea. Maybe the book isn't intended to be an immediate resolution, but a future co consequence. Maybe that's what it. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe you're right. Maybe maybe they are trying to pull a bunch of new ones. But it's like that book is still. I'm still fixated on my book. What's the point of having reading material? No one's gonna read it. Uh, go further. Yeah, I will say they definitely did like focus on everybody. Um, but I guess we can. We, I guess we can start closing down here. Uh, assume, well, not closing down yet, but um. We now see Endeavor talking with Deku. Huh? What? How do you feel about the fact that um, Endeavor wasn't involved in this, but the Commission and Hawks seemed to know what was going on? I think it just kind of speaks to how the world views Endeavor. It hasn't, it hasn't been fixed. I mean, that glass dude literally called him the, the Antichrist. I mean, like... Yeah, it's just... It's crazy because, like, and that's a really good point, too. If you're comparing um, All Might to, like, a Christ-like figure, and then you're comparing uh, Endeavor to an Antichrist, what a fall we've done with the hero community. Um, but, like, this infiltration we know has been going on since the first season. Like, one of the first episodes is when we first found out about it. We're behind the scenes right now with everything, but, like, this is long pre precedented, and nobody's tried to include endeavor before until hawks and now he just has the first ideas of like wait a minute the commission must know about this and hawks definitely knows about this and like i don't he's not even like particularly surprised or feels betrayed about that he's just like okay i've got to do the right thing now and i'm gonna go train them like they told me to but you don't see a lot else going on there i mean and another thing too i mean i mean getting all this i mean they're using hawks because they got hawks at a very young age we see an image of shocks childhood and essentially it's him being recruited immediately because apparently say his skill set is is required which it all because he saved a he saved a couple when he was a little kid and that was back when he had an endeavor doll which we, we, we and i guess another thing too it hawks including endeavor shows that Hawks is probably the other fan that Endeavor does have, but and Ende and Hawks values um, Endeavor's input a lot more than All Might, because I mean even though All Might isn't active, he could have still flew to All Might, but he didn't. He flew he flew right to uh, Endeavor. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things that shows like like how Hawks views Endeavor, but how the world views Endeavor. And I guess another thing too is like the world doesn't know what he did to his family, as far as I know. So I'm actually kind of curious why the people hate him like they do. Something ain't right with that. So I I don't know like what he's done in the outside world. You've but, seen some of the tactics like leaving fire behind. They were talking about this time to like to scare his opponent, intimidate them, and also close off their escape routes and stuff like that. Like he's he's an aggressive kind of shitty like person. And these this is a fairly fickle people like endeavors like oh i'm here and he's like yay 
you know, and Hawks flies overhead with a cell phone, and they're like, oh, he's got his phone out. Who's he talking to? Does he have a girlfriend? You know, like, there's, like, there's some silly stuff going on here, like, with the people. Like, the people are... I mean, I, I get that, but it's not like... Because, I mean, he Endeavor said... Well, before we get to that, um, with Endeavor... He's now preparing to train the three, you know, Shoto, the, the, the power trio, Shoto, Bakugo, and Deku. And apparently he's asking them to tell him about themselves well, or what they want to... Three of the power four, you mean. Who's the fourth? I don't, I don't, really, clu- I don't really include Miorio because he's not active right now. Froppy. We'll get the Froppy later. I mean, there's Dude, something. Even the whole next episode is going to be about Froppy. Not really. It's going to be about uh, Uraraka as well. So you, I yeah, mean, you, it's not going to be just about Froppy. Uraraka's filler, and you know it. Selkies. It's a Selkie and Froppy episode. Continue, continue what I was saying. Like we, they talk about like how um, <laughs> that he's asking Deku, Bakugo, and Shoto what they. Well, he's asking Deku and Bakugo specifically about what you know, what 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 are they here to improve or what they need. Deku being Deku goes off on a tangent about like what he's done, what he's improved on, what he wants to improve. He brings up the numbers that Jock hates the most, which is the like, percentages of how much power he's using. Mm-hmm. At least in uh, this one, he makes it sound like an approximation. He's like, maybe about 20% I need for this. And he's always one, said about. He's never really 100% known. He acts like it sometimes. Like, I mean, like we've seen him at 100 whatever percentage that he's when he's had area on his back. The guy was going Super Saiyan. But, I mean, whatever. Uh... He's Prince Deku blabs on about like uh like what he hasn't done like you know he does we see we see an image of like uh, uh Bakugo in the in, in the corner and at first I thought he was because he was bringing out the black lip I at first thought he was concerned about Deku blabbering about his power but I guess but they say irritated at the top so I'm guessing he's just more he's just more irritated at how fast Deku talks and how much he talks um yeah. and he continues to talk about what he wants to do. Uh, after Endeavor asking more questions, and we slowly in the background see Shoto and uh, Bakugo sliding in from the side of De- Deku, and the, and then like Burning brings up the fact like that was a lot. There is no way I'm gonna understand that. And Endeavor calmly just says, "Okay, so you wanna you wanna you want you, you wanna be able to pull out your full power, but also bring it down when it's convenient for you." And it is like, I was excuse me, <laughs> nobody in the history. Of my hero has been able to summarize Deku's scatterbrain in one sentence before. Even All Might has a hard time understanding what Deku's talking about, and he's supposed to be his successor. So it's like, yeah, but All Might's like not exactly a thinking hero most of the time. I think he can be a thinking hero when it comes down to it. He can be a thinking hero, but he's not like essentially a thinking hero. Well, I mean, besides nobody, anytime Deku starts yattering, yada yadding about nobody is there listening to him. Nobody. The, the, the guy who's supposed to be a douche canoe actually was listening to him and understood everything he was saying. In that entire, probably like five minute a- introduction that was not necessary. I'm just saying, I'm mean, saying Endeavor's smart. Just, just take it. Just accept it. Moving on, we go to Bakugo and Bakugo says his Bakugo thing. Um, I like the point of that he you brought up that uh, this is episode, this is Sarah Caesar was made the fanboy. I I'm sorry if I if I, I like certain characters a little bit more than Deku, but um, I don't hate Deku by any means. Heck no, I want to see more of this I character. I, I don't. No wonder people are unsubscribing from the podcast. You say crap like that. 
and Bakio says that he wants to see what he can't do, which I guess makes sense in 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 a, in a very weird. I mean, he explains saying that up to this point, his power has allowed him to do whatever he wanted to do. He wants to see what he can't do, improve on that, figure what he he what he can't do, and even brings the fact that he's learned that being strong doesn't necessarily mean being physically strong. And he wants to improve, I guess, overall on, on everything he's able to do right now. We've shown that he still he has, which is shown that he is growing. He realizes that he's hit a wall. He doesn't know where to go from here, which kind of shows, I guess, what he's been doing the last couple of seasons. I mean, the, the last wall he was trying to get over was trying to get the license. So now he got that. I guess the next thing for him to do is figure out what he can't, what, what he needs to do next. Mm-hmm. Which, but then we have Endeavor have a moment saying this kid is, and he cuts off. So I'm guessing he was going to say this kid is like me. So I got, I'm guessing we're going to see a little bit more of that relationship between him and um, Endeavor that Alma was trying to tell Bakugo about. Uh, and then Shoto essentially says, what about me? Endeavor has that whole, you want to learn what the Flash Fist, don't you? Like, the f- Flash Fire Fist, like, and he's like, and he bursts out it off. And we see that Todoroki has been doing a little bit of growing too, showing that, you know, he says that I've been having a lot of like you, pointless anger towards you, and it's pre- prevent. I mean, basically saying he had a lot of pointless, had a lot of pointless anger directed at you, and it's preventing me from achieving my goal, which is to be a hero, like the guy who I admired on TV. And this shoots Endeavor through the heart, pretty much saying that I had assumed that he was going to open up to me, but I was foolish to think so. Which I, I would say, like, as much as I like to be Endeavor's cheerleader. You can't fix the damage that was done over the last 15 years in one day. If you can fix that damage, that is. Mm-hmm. Um, Him coming on that hard was obviously a little bit of posturing. He he doesn't mean it as clearly as he does, because it's contradictory to things he said in the past as well. They even show the things in the past that he said, you know, where he contradicted himself, and and endeavors like a little bit of confusion over that, but then he just takes it at face value. But I have. Well, I mean, I, I, well, I think here the thing is though is like endeavor. We see his eyes, and they are vastly different because we see a flashback of when he first meets Deku, and th- that those are the eyes of an angry man. That man has not had his Wheaties. Apparently, now he's had his Wheaties, and he's now like he he's he's come down from that that uh that staircase that he was on arbitrary staircase that he was on earlier this is gonna sound weird but he has less to prove now he's very clearly established as the number one hero without all might around there's a big drop off after all might and then there's a big drop off after him like hawks is a pretty i mean i i i i I, I, I say this every time when it comes down i mean i I used to talk about but i say this every time it's like endeavor is the and i think that's kind of the and it's kind of where i start saying that i mean i had time to think about this because i I've, I've stated how i feel that all might has created a big problem over the course of these podcast episodes i say that i think all might's created a huge problem in the dichotomy of the hero world but the problem isn't really of all might it's actually with the heroes that were underneath him the ones that were supposed to handle all the small jobs they they essentially weren't doing their, their they weren't doing their job as I guess the best way to put it, a lot of them were just there to, to earn money and get in the spotlight. Cause we see Mount Lady, she's changed to the point of becoming active now. Cause before she was just in it for the money, she even stated it. I mean, a lot of the heroes weren't even in, weren't doing a lot of hero work that we could see. 
and Endeavor is the only one, and we hear all the time that Endeavor has so many agencies, he has so many sidekicks. He's, I mean, in the, I think in the episode, in the uh, prior episode before we, we we get to his agency, we find out that he's he has a hundred requests a day that his team deals with. And we learn here that apparently, and this answered my question before, because I was curious about how Endeavor knew about that glass dude um, before he did any real damage, because that was confusing to me, because like, there's no way he's like, All Might, All Might could have probably heard that from a mile away and jumped right in front of him and stopped him and like put him into the ground. So I was confused at how in the world he even knew about that, but apparently found out he has like a he has an earpiece in his ear, which makes sense. That um that alerts him. Oh yeah. What? Crying fighting with earbuds. Oh yeah. I mean, he kind of has to. Like he's already stated that. Like I mean, he like there are there are two kinds of people in this world, that the ones who are gifted with using their ability and the ones who have to work hard and accumulate, and, and accumulate all the um necessary experience, and he even compares Deku to the people who have to accumulate experience, and it shows where he believes All Might is and how he's always viewed All Might. Um. He apparently abused Alma as the only person who just had it from the, from the jump, which makes sense. I mean, he went to school with him. I think he went to school with him. I think they're the same age. But, um, like, he went to the same school. So it shows, like, where in the world, in his mind, where All Might stands compared to him and everybody else. He he views everybody, he views the normal heroes as people who had to work hard and gain the experience. All Might didn't. So, it, it, you know, it, it shows where he, it shows where he views them in his mind, which Kind of, kind of interesting in, in a very little week. We get to he, we get to see all uh, Endeavor's thinking process, even if it isn't always the best. Um, we also see with All Might the All Might problem. Like we see the kind of the Batman uh, trap, which is a lot of Batman's villains blame Batman for creating them. And this is probably more the other heroes than All Might, but just that question of like. The superheroes, since some of them are grandstanding, since some of them kind of, like, try to, like, mooch for free things, some of them are in for the fame and the girls and stuff, you know what I mean? And, like, we see that with Grape, for example, as a silly version of that. Um, but, like, as they continue to do this, like, characters that maybe had potential for good, or at least neutrality, like Stain for Stain's people, for example, like Spinner, Spinner doesn't strike me as, like, pure evil. Like, Spinner's, like, working towards, like, a belief. But he doesn't strike me as someone that's, like, pure evil. Like, I think in a different life, maybe he would have been a neutral character or a good character, even. But the world of heroes wasn't something he could believe in. He just needed to believe in something most, I think, to have become a follower of it. And he didn't believe in the heroes. He believed in Stain's message. And he's never really, he's part of the League, but he's never been a member of the League the way some of the others are. Like, you see, um, Himiko, for example, seems to be in it because she just loves this kind of thing. You know what I mean? But, and some of the other characters that are in there because they need somebody, somewhere to belong. You know what I mean? Or they're a professional, they consider themselves a professional, like Mr. Compress. Um, twice, who the hell knows what twice his motivations are at any given time, including him. But um, Spinner <laughs> seems like he seems rational, and they make him look sort of like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, which makes me keep thinking of him as a hero. You know what I mean? Like as like the TM TMNT, like he's kind of like Raphael, a brawler, and you know what I mean. And some of it like kind of leads with his heart. 
And like, I think in a different world, if the, if the good guys had acted a little more like something Spinner had believed in, maybe he would have joined them instead. So it's interesting to think about that because you hear that you hear that conundrum with Batman all the time, where they're just like, "I wouldn't even been a villain if it wasn't for you," like Two Face, for example. You know. Well, I mean, some of them, yeah. I mean, Batman had a had a hand in it. It's actually still kind of debated uh, to this day if Joker, if Batman had a hand in Joker, because there's apparently some origin story where Batman accidentally sent a man who I forgot his name into a vat of laughing gas, and it turned him insane. But um. I mean, Spider-Man has the same problem. A lot of some of his villains blame him too. Uh, yeah. And it's re- it's really funny that so many heroes do cause problems trying to be good. And I guess it's one of those things where, like, I mean, if they ever delve into the problem, All Might, the the problem that the All Might pillar has ca- caused by crumbling, maybe we'll finally get. Maybe Stain will come back. You know, it seems Stain was such an interesting character that we've, we've already stated how much we enjoyed Stain, in in the arc that he was in. He um it made it it made it interesting. We weren't just rooting for Deku and everybody, we were rooting for Stain too at some points throughout that entire thing. I, I will admit there was some times where I was hoping Stain was gonna get away just because that I kind of agreed with his view. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I mean, like Stain wasn't a bad guy either. He just like we saw his backstory. He he went to the hero he went to the hero course, found that it wasn't what he thought it was, started protesting. Nobody would listen to him. Essentially, he went rogue and became an became an antihero, kind of, because um, he isn't really even considered a villain, and he's actually considered. I think if I remember correctly on Wikipedia, they call him an antagonist. So he isn't really even considered a big bad, or he's just he's just there causing problems. Um, and then the guy that um, Midoriya went up against last, General Criminal. Was, yeah, General Criminal. Like he seemed like maybe he could have been. A neutral or a good, if if things had fallen a little bit different. There was the end scene with him though that they proved. I think they said. I think that they brought up that he he could attempt to uh uh coop for all that he's done. I guess they made it seem like they were gonna give him a second chance. So I mean, there are people that they've made in this world that. I'm not saying like I mean, I'm not gonna blame all my all the all the way on what's happened to society because he's done what he wanted to do. I can't. You cannot fault the man for he's done what he wanted to do. But I uh, I believe too, like because of the other heroes and the way they're acting, and I guess I never thought about it too, because we saw all the heroes before All Might, you know, retired. We saw what was happening in that world. We we saw that there they were all kinds of problems. Brilliantly, they've been building up to this the whole time. Rivalries between heroes, grandstanding, Mount Lady's crap. Like they've been building up to this the whole series, and it's just now like coming out to us a little more obviously. But it's really smart the way they did it. I don't know what's gonna be. I don't think they're gonna deal because I mean it, it, it's unless it's gonna be part of the major arc of the story in terms of I mean because Shigaraki kind of uh, great. I don't. That's the thing about it is like when we first got into Shigaraki, um, he came off as a spoiled brat who was just trying to do what he wanted to do and get away with it. But maybe he had some point because we do hear about Shigaraki's backstory and how one for all was there for him, and he's what well, he why he's willing why he's willing to do anything to for him because he was there. He was he was he was his all might, and 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 the weirdest way possibly, just, but then he was his all might. Um. So that's one of those things. Like I mean, it, it, I guess it's like yeah, it's it's been a build up. We've we've seen I mean all the heroes. I mean I think Kamui Woods is different, but we haven't seen that guy since like when he first appeared. I think no wait correction, when he was when he was there during the fight with All for One. 
we haven't seen him since. We haven't seen the ninja dude either. Uh, the guy who turned into paper, whatever. We haven't seen him, so I mean, I don't really know what they're about. I mean, it seems like they were there trying to do their job and keep up, keep their up, keep up. We had people like Mount Lady who was just there for the fame and the fortune, and she stated this, like, and she was not, and she was not ashamed of it. Though recently she has changed and she's trying to help, which shows the, which kind of shows the problem that they're having now. Like, villains are no longer. Villains are no longer afraid because All Might was there to prevent them from doing anything. Yeah, they've been forced to step up and take this more seriously. But I said, like, why weren't they doing that before? It seems kind of stupid to me. Like, you know, that's why I say, like, All Might kind of created a problem where no one had to depend on anybody else but him. So, right. but you have somebody, you had somebody like, huh? We still saw people get hurt and stuff. Just, I mean, yeah, but I mean, it wasn't as bad. But I don't, I don't like. I mean, like during All Might's last fight, he definitely did destroy a big portion of Hoshu City. But that was only because he was fighting a guy who was like, who was on tier of a god in that universe. So I mean, and and in the weirdest, in the weirdest of things, like the destruction of a city was probably the minimal amount of damage that was expect to be expected in a fight like that. Right. Um, and and and, and, and All Might has to he hasn't saved everybody, but. The fact that he the the fact that he can say that he's been successful and he's been the guy to go to is kind of a and I guess another thing too is like All, All Might could have probably helped out too because I don't think I think All Might said he was not part of an agency or if he had one he wasn't recruiting anybody I forgot what the details on what was that but I want to say he might have been a free agent it's possible because mm-hmm. um, nobody I mean. When the, when the series started, nobody knew anything about him, and nobody still knows anything about him. The only reason we know as much as we do because we're with the audience, and they kind of had to tell us things. But um, all my parents are tired with nobody knowing, and like the closest thing now is people are comparing Midoriya to him, saying that his their powers are very similar. Low that they know that Midoriya has the exact same powers as he does, but now Midoriya has evolved them and got new sets of powers now to mm-hmm. make his powers seem different. But um. It's one of those weird things. It's like I don't know. It's like it. It kind of like, like could they have? Could we have stopped all this? Could we stop the issues that we're having right now? Like, if maybe people had just been a little bit more proactive, because Endeavor's the only one who was trying to get up to his level or surpass him. But he realized that the that the gap was too dang wide. There was no way for him for him to you know shrink that gap. Uh. Trying to just scrum to the episode right now because we, we talked about the, the training situation. I guess we talked about what he Endeavor has like the the uh, the advice that he's given Deku, Bakugo, and Todoroki. Um, pretty much he's pretty, he's he's, to, he's telling Bakugo on, on and, well specifically Bakugo because Bakugo's saying that because it's cold he takes him a while to warm up, but he brings up that like are you gonna really use that excuse when you're a pro hero and you couldn't get to the scene fast enough? Essentially, he brought up the fact that, like, this isn't a class, this isn't school, this is real life, and, like, someone could die. And shows that he's up to the task by stopping uh, uh, um, a bus head-on, which was, I guess, I mean, like a better term, really cool-looking, because I didn't expect that next scene to be him stopping a bus. Oh, yeah. So it's like, you know, like, we, as the jock has said, we've seen that Endeavor is up to the task. He's more than ready for this. He may not be... He may not be All Might, 
but he's definitely somebody else. And that was kind of like what Alma was trying to tell Endeavor is that you got you can't be me. You got to be somebody else. You got to be you. Um, and he's taking that advice from Ende- uh, All Might pretty well to the point where he's really trying to because when people think of him, he's trying his best to keep the city safe. He, you know, he's thought about everything pretty well apparently. I, I guess another thing is I guess All Might would have been a little bit overkill. It's kind of like All Might was a like Superman, but Superman didn't do everything by himself. He was really only ever called in for the big people. So I don't know how he would compare Superman to All Might. Um, but well, but the, then again, the, they don't the, suffer the, that same problem that this world does, the though. line about Superman, I remember um, this quoted in Death Battle when they did Goku versus Superman, the second one. Oh, dear. Whereas, uh, well, no, they were quoting, like... No, I'm just preparing for all the dislikes that's probably going to happen from this, life, from this one comment. But go on. They asked... Somebody asked one of the creators of Superman how powerful Superman was. And... The answer was as strong as he needed to be. And that's how they answered, like, how his Superman's power seems to change kind of drastically between ep- between series and things like that, because they said his power is as strong as he needed to be. So, in that way, he's like All Might. All Might was as strong as he needed to be. Like, all of a sudden, like, you know, United States smash times a million! You know, he just make up some, like, I thought I was the highest percent, you know? And like he would just do things like that anytime he anytime he needed to, not anytime he wanted to, but he was as strong as he needed to be. And I think that's the case here that like that's how he's Superman in this universe. Not he can't fly or have heat vision or anything like that, but because he's a symbol, he's larger than everybody else around him in his power level, and he's as strong as he it changes from episode to kind of like when they first meet him, like he's pretty weak. In episode one, he's like, he can't take on the slime monster, really, until he gets inspiration from Deku. He's been in his power for a couple hours, and he, like, can't hold it anymore. And then in his final fight, he's, like, way more powerful than we see him in episode one, despite having given away his quirk. So I think that's what what we're thinking of here, is that, like, he's as strong as he needs to be. And his power wasn't 100% consistent through every episode, but it was it was what they needed at the time. I guess I can go with it. I, I, I had a I had a thought and I lost it now and I really don't know where I was going with that. That uh, happens to you a lot, I bet. It's yeah, more often than you think. Uh, <laughs> something kind of bubbles up in the pea soup that's your brain, and then if, if the bubble pops, then you've lost it. Yeah, I guess what I want to say is like um, I guess the <laughs> cap off the cap off the episode. Uh, they, he teaches he tells them that uh, they need to be able to the burns the goal for them during this internship is to get to a get to and capture a villain before he does which is shown that it's very difficult uh because endeavor seems to be always 100 like five steps ahead of them whenever it comes to um getting to a bad guy so like bakugo's gotta learn how to um he's gotta be able to push out 100 percent of his explosion power at the at the very beginning when he's traveling so he can be quick because endeavor does say that he is very fast but he's not fast enough is the best way to put it. You know, he, uh, in, in Baku, used the excuse that, you know, the lame excuse that he actually says back in the previous arc that it takes him a while to get warmed up. And, um, it's like, that's kind of a lame excuse for a hero who needs to be able to protect people. 
and he wants to be number one. So this is got to be something he's got to work on. It's being able to be at one hundred percent all the time. It's kind of the same thing with like Todoroki. But I will say, and this is this is a complaint that you had with Todoroki last arc, Jock, and Endeavor kind of quantifies it here um, by saying that you have the ability to manipulate your ice to a certain extent. Use that for your fire. I didn't realize that apparently he must have had crowd kinesis, which brings your argument back up that he should have been he should have been using his ice a little bit better than he was. I wasn't yeah. aware that I wasn't aware that he had kinesis. I wasn't aware of that because it didn't seem like it anytime he used his ability. So I'm like, mm-hmm. so I, I will I will have to admit that I was wrong that he should have been manipulating his ice because he he made an ice slide. I forget all about that. I don't know why I forgot about that because that wasn't that wasn't filler that was canon, so I don't know why I forgot about that. So I w- I wasn't I was one hundred percent not aware that he supposed to have kinesis and he probably has a very limited amount of kinesis, but he should be able to manipulate his ice. So Endeavor kind of brings up the point where he needs to be able to get better at that. He needs to be able to be precise with his with his abilities. So that's what he's got to work on. So we'll hopefully see a little bit more of that precision later on. Um. Neither that hopefully Torque has gotten past his stupid um uh, well not stupid but his his issues uh his like he can still hate his father but he just shouldn't be he shouldn't let that hinder him. Like he shouldn't let that hinder him at all. And then Deku he says pretty much uh learn to use the air air force without thinking. And I'm guessing, which is going to lead to him being able to use uh the black glove because he does confirm that he uses black glove like he uses air force. So if he's able to, you know, utilize Air Force about thinking, he'll be able to use Black Blue about thinking. That's what I got from that statement. To some extent, but I think he was... He has two problems with Black Whip right now, and he has one with Air Force. So I think the idea was, like, let's get you down with Air Force, and then we'll focus on the other one. Every single one of them had homework. Bakugo and Shoto were working on Flash Fire. Shoto's working on shaping his shaping fire like he does with his ice. Deku's working on improving air force. And then they're all working on parallel processing, but he mentioned that parallel processing is kind of something you learn in the process. And then their big overarching like um macro things that they're learning on is rescue evacu- rescue evacuation and fighting. Interesting that a hero like Endeavor put those in that order. You know what I mean? Rescue rescue evacuation fight. Like, he listed fight last when you think of Endeavor as more of a fighty kind of hero. But when I think about it, isn't didn't Endeavor, like, wasn't he functional in rescuing and evacuating for All Might at the beginning of that fight when, when he was fighting? Uh, I mean, yeah, he, I mean, what he, what he stated, what he stated is that every hero, every, every hero does rescue, evacuation, and fighting. Um, but not, not I mean every hero is able to do it, but only certain heroes prioritize fighting or evacuating or something like that. You know, there are heroes that are, spe- there are specialized in evacuating, and there are heroes that are specialized in fighting. But his agency specifically does all of them because I, I guess he wants to be well-rounded, and he it never looked like he couldn't rescue anybody because he has he has hands. His his ability with his fire is very fine-tuned. That he's able to he's able to he's able to encapsulate somebody without burning them. Which shows how much control he has over his ability to uh, um, use his hell flames. Um, he's also he's also been. Uh, I guess I never thought about it because like Bako said something kind of interesting that I never picked up on. 
But like, because uh, when he was like flying forward with his with his flash fire, he was propelling himself like Bakugo does when he's like exploding on his hands. And Bakugo says like he's copying my explosion technique. But you just realize that now. I was like, I didn't. I guess I never realized that. But when I never saw Endeavor floating like that until after the fight with until uh, after the tournament. So I'm guessing maybe Endeavor didn't do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on the limb that Endeavor was able to do that from the very beginning. He just never showed it, um, because he didn't seem to make a big deal out of it when like Hawk said that. Wait a minute, you're flying? I'm just not falling. Like it was like okay, it's like I always said it as like he could always do that. He just didn't, because he, he never, he never fought people in the air. Um, so it's kind of interesting that you know like they bring that up, but uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't think. I mean, he probably does a lot of. He does. Pro he probably does a lot of fighting because he's a number two hero it's probably his main bread and butter but i'm pretty sure that he's because he started out at the very bottom so he had to done rescuing and evacuating at first so i'm pretty sure he's well equipped to do everything but, you know which is why he's always out there patrolling while his agency is back there taking the phone calls and making sure that everybody that everybody gets their um you know that everybody has a, at least a one person or one activity to do to um help keep the city safe because he's, they stated that you know they have a hundred mission, they have a hundred requests every every day, which is ridiculous. Considering that I think uh, before in, like Endeavor, they listed his accomplishments and he had a lot of rescues on his hand. So um, yeah, like I mean, we've also seen him not below like some small time work, like stopping a hitman and stuff, you know. So, so I mean, like to me, it wouldn't is that that isn't too much of a shock. I'm not saying you're shocked or confused by that. I'm just saying that like it's I'm not that. Would be like a wellness check or something? I mean, if he did, it'd be funny. <laughs> One of your friends called and said they were concerned. <laughs> Blazing eyes. Actually, I just like thought about something. Talk about it with me. I just I thought about something. I mean, yes. You mentioned that we hadn't seen endeavors like, like. I guess like uh like like limit, but I have we have seen him use blue fire, and he's never used it since. And I said that we've seen his limit during that high high end fight. I'm starting to wonder if that was his limit or if the blue fire is his limit. <laughs> There's actually been some inconsistencies with his abilities too. <laughs> he did it one time, but I I mean it's showing that he can do blue fire. Mm -hmm. He showed it once, and it was only, I think it was during that one Noma that he lit on fire, which, by the way, I really feel they need to start. If they really want to use Nomas, they're going to have to make these things fire retardant. I'm sorry. There's no way. Like, Endeavor's a problem. And it's so funny they have not addressed it either. None of the, hero, none of the villains have ever addressed Endeavor being a problem. Um, so maybe they got something up their hand that we don't know about yet, which means maybe there's a fire retardant Noma coming up. Uh, if it is, he's in trouble. But, I told um, you, like, the way the plot is built right now, they're building up to Nomus. Fire and All Might's power are the two most useful things against Nomus. So I really think they're building up to Nomus. Can you right explain now. the book then? Can you explain the book? Can I explain it? We already tried to explain the book. I'm saying that it's it's useful to have a book. You you attract. First of all, you turn the general public away from the hero group, which reduces their support in general. You you bring in a large pool of people, which is a resource, and some of them can be used to steal their quirk and give it to a Nomu. Some of them can become Nomu. Some of them can be cherry-picked to be full members. 
and you just cause you encourage more people and you can also amplify their powers as we've seen like that guy that went rogue that day and they had to take care of him in that crowd and then you can also use it because they were experimenting with it then and i'm sure they've made some progress even though that they were disrupted by lemillion and then on top of all those things you just encourage more villains in general just to come out on the come out of the woodworks on their own as you reward the way the uh the the glow that was created by all might around heroes in general and then that just causes problems for the discord gives the heroes more that they have to do instead of trying to find them and stop them and it weakens them for when the actual full-on revolution happens it's good for more than one reason but i think one of the things that's going to come up right now is no moose because they need people that will just straight up listen and as you've seen in the villain community there's a lot of backstabbing a lot of people going rogue a lot of people with their own agendas and people that will turn on you at the last minute. So they need some mindless troops, like a core, that they can count on. And the only way to do that when it comes to villains seems to be when they're not able to think for themselves or when they have fanatical, like, worship. And this is a way to create both of those. Because you had Stain, who had fanatical followers, and then you have no moves that can only do what you tell them to. Hello? I'm done. You don't like say over and out? <laughs> I was like, you stopped talking for a minute and I was just confused. You stopped in, it's like you stopped in the middle of a thought, but uh. Okay. Um. I just don't think there's enough moves for a, a hundred, a hundred thousand, whatever, plus revolution. I know there's probably a lot of them. Like, like it, it doesn't seem like anybody can just become a no-move. I think they have they had several instances where they, 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 they putting a quirk in somebody failed. Yeah, I'm sure that they've had failures too, but in many cases the failures just mean a weaker nomu and not like a complete disaster. But what do they really have to lose with a failure when large expendable resource on their hands created by the book? But but for no reason that the entire the one hundred thousand is going to be nomus like that 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 I don't think they have that many nomus in stock. They don't have that many anything in stock, dude. Unless they're building robots, they're not going to be able to do this. I mean, we'll see. I prefer human. I mean, I prefer humans who have the ability to think versus like mindless, super strong zombies. But uh, yeah, but you're not talking about villains. Villains are hardly like. The place you'd go for a loyal army. Fanatics, maybe. Not villains. I get that, but they want to start a revolution. You're going to want people who have the ability to think. Not something you know, that you just tell them to go punch binary. a wall. That's this just the way I'm binary. thinking about it. This isn't a binary decision, though. You can have thinking people. And you can even have like thinking people that are in charge of a bunch of nomus. You know what I mean? But I think the grunt soldiers as nomus, and then having like general level people, or like commander level people that are like extremely good, is is just a not an ineffective way to handle this. Like if you have smart people leading the nomus, maybe enough of them to control like I don't know eighty thousand nomus or something like that. And the other twelve to twenty thousand are smart, talented, intelligent, cherry picked people, and then you have like a general descent among the people caused by the book just as an overall thing, then I think you've got some pretty solid stuff going on there. You don't have to hit them in just one way. 
I guess I'm just, I think I'm just more hungover. I'd rather just see an entire revolution happen with people in the city. I think that's what I want. And if I don't get it, I'm not going to complain. I'm just saying, I, I think that's like what I want. I just want to see, I just want to see the world is have an uprising. From a plot line perspective, how do we go from where we are right now to people uprising against the hero core? And causing more so it's like the seed and destruction amongst the cities, but I mean I feel the book was already kind of sowing enough to see it as it is. I mean there are people they've already said there are people out there that, uh, in the background that don't like heroes to begin with as it is and they and they're just given the heroes failing just giving them more uh it's just giving them more um fuel but to the fire. Doesn't it sound like this whole thing is kind of a surprise anyway, given that it's four months out and the heroes didn't necessarily know about it, including someone high up like Endeavor? It sounds like they've got a surprise in plan. It doesn't sound like they've got some long-term strategy to like pull people out. I guess I just like I so if I think I just want I just want an uprising of normal people. I think that's like what I want, but I'm pretty not, I'm pretty sure not gonna get it. <laughs> Like that, that, that's like too much animation on their hands to have to animate every single person going over a going over a fence and banging on a wall. But um, I think it's like what I want to see. I just think that'd be funny to see. But I like I don't know. Like I mean, whatever I whatever we get, we get. If it is a bunch of no moves like wreaking havoc on people and not everybody, and there's gonna be a lot of death and destruction. Okay, that's all the no moves are good for to begin with. Anyway, the only no move that shown any sort of thought was like the. Uh, the the number that they kept hidden and released just to fight Endeavor. Right. We saw how that turned out, so I don't even know. That and that number, even though it was a success in doing what it needed to do, that number was flawed because all it cared about was fighting. For whatever, for, I don't know what they were trying to do with that number, but I don't think, based on the way Dobby reacted, it was the intent for it to get killed by Endeavor. So. Um, so it's one of those things like that Nomu, even though he could think it was a failure, which is like why I'm so hung up on the whole idea of a Nomu thinking. But you could be right. Maybe they're going to pair three Nomus up with maybe two people and let's send them out to do their dirty work. I just don't know if that would work, considering that, as again, Nomus are thoughtless zombies, and I don't know how they get ones to listen to you. It doesn't seem like you can just walk up to a Nomu and tell it to do something. So I don't know. They never explained They never explained how even that first Nomu that 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 All Might knocked into the sky. They never explained what happened to it because he said that it just didn't do anything after it, after it yeah, got far it away. From... It went out of the range that where it was being controlled, so it sounds like there's some sort of proximity control going on, but I don't know who's in charge of that or how it works. Again, we don't know what you're using in control, so at this point, there's some obligatory, there's some, uh, not obligatory, there's some um, invisible mechanism that we don't know about and we've seen it used uh in season one and we haven't seen it used since well actually we haven't seen it since we haven't seen it used since season two when they tried to kidnap Akko. um but even then that nomu that seemed to be controlled stopped attacking and it walked off so i don't know what happened there mm-hmm. so I, I don't know like, from the way they talk about these nomus these things are dangerous mindless zombies i don't know how you control something that doesn't have a mind unless they're using mindless in a uh, in a uh, ironic sense that you know it has a mind it just doesn't have any control over its actions i think that's where they were going with it when it's not told to do anything it just stops because it's it can only do things it's told to do 
I guess the hypotheticals before we end this thing off, uh, I did view the the end sequence after the end trailer with um, we saw Hawks' childhood, and yes, uh, this episode they're con- they're coming back and continuing continuing a very early and old side plot with with Froppy. Um, I have. I have ironically and unironically expressed that I'm disappointed that they haven't done much with Asui since then. I'm happy that at least she's getting some chance to do something. Um, and based on what it looks like, Uraraka, her, and some other people are going to be involved in whatever's happening um, in the side plot here. Based on what it looks like, they're going to be called to help out with something. So it, it seems like you know they're not going to be too far off from um, helping Deku, uh, to, uh, Shoto and Bakugo. Right. Again, like they did last time when they were fighting Chisaki. Yeah, wait. Uh, huh, there's somebody it. there that I don't recognize, and she's behind Dasui. Is it there? It's a she. Looks like a she. And this other girl behind uh, the girl with, with Spin Girl. I don't recognize these two. Maybe they're new. But I don't recognize them. Um, I had one other thing to ask about. I know we're kind of on the preview for the next episode now. I was uh, I was thinking about how the episodes of My Hero go. And I, this applies to other series sometimes too. But it seems like it especially applies to a series like My Hero Academia. Um, I would say that I categorize the episodes of My Hero in about five different piles, and then honorable mention would be Slice of Life, but I would say that the episodes that we see are either focused around action, world building, character development, recap, or aftermath. Like, where they sum up a series after a major event or something like that. Like, usually the episode or two after, like, the climax of the series. Which, mm-hmm. in Aftermath, I'm not even sure on, because it could just be put into, like, world building or character development. But it seems like it has its flavor. What do you think of that as, like, a categorization for most episodes? That's fine. Because um... I, would, I would call this a world building episode. I think that everything that happened here, there was stuff... Characters happen, but I, I think this was a lot of this was world building. They were setting up a future storyline. They were setting up like Endeavor's new role with them and like what they're going to be doing in the future. This was a setup episode for things that were coming up, and it did a lot of world building, in my opinion, kind of telling you about what the future episodes were going to be about more than like being an episode in in and of itself. I agree with that. Hey, um, Chuck, I want to um, as you were talking, because I just kind of stopped on Asui. Which is ironic, but whatever. But um, in the image in the preview, oh, that's strange. You see those like I guess at the, in the preview, you see those things beside her neck. Were those always there as part of her costume? Because if they are, I'm just not noticing it for the first time. Are you talking about Froppy and I'm not? Is that what's going on here? Yes. Yes. Good lord. Okay, let me. Uh, let me I mean, you would know you would know more about this than I would, because you, even though you joke about it, you you're very meticulous about uh, certain uh, uh, the details about characters. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. Funimation has a terrible UX. 
and I'm trying to, like, one of the things it does is, like, if you tell it to play the episode, it almost always interprets that as double click. So it can be very hard to, like, get to what you want to get to, because, like, once you pause, like, unpausing very often ends up, like, repausing it. It's one of the worst, web- worst like, built user experience websites I've ever seen. Okay, so Uraraka has new equipment, very clearly. She does? Wait, what? Uraraka has those weird, like, bars on all her stuff, around her head and around her hands. Huh, I guess I've seen that so much I've forgotten. I guess I didn't know that was in that part of her costume. Okay. And I don't, her costume's a little bit sexier, too. Like, you can see her shoulders and stuff like that. She's shown a little back. Um, I don't remember those goggles on Froppy's outfit, but I can't be sure that I've never seen them before. I also didn't notice... No, those are... Th- well, actually, no, that's a new image. Never mind, sorry. I'm at 2334 20, when I'm talking. I'm at 2339, but, um... It's the same image, but, uh... I'm comparing this figure that uh, ha- they have a froppy to her, and those things beside her neck are not on this fr- on this image, and those goggles look different. It looks more frog-like. Let me uh, let me see now because I've backed up a little bit and now I'm trying to get back to like some of these different images. So far, I'm just trying to. I feel like I... the preview starts at twenty three twenty seven, but yeah, Uraraka looks a little different. Froppy. Oh, you mean those like ball things around her face? Yeah, I've definitely like the almost look like pokeballs in the first image. Uh-huh. And green. I've never seen those before. Okay, I wasn't sure if I was going crazy or not. Because I, I was don't like. Know if I've... It seems obvious that she'd have webbed feet flippers, but I've also never seen those. No, she's had those. Um, I don't. The, the thing is, her costume's kind of that has it hasn't been inconsistent. I think it's because we don't we like there's been like like I said before, like they've been very weird weird with her and her drawing because during the tournament when I tournament during like the exam thing, they were very they were they were drawing like people were commenting on the fact that like also we had hams. This was a thing that was happening, Jocks. Just let you know. People were saying that for the reason Asui was looking really attractive for I've been noticing as the series has been going on that Asui they've been they've been doing things to to pe- catch people's attention with her, I'm guessing is what they've been doing on purpose. Um I mean granted she's maybe a frog, but just is very human looking anyway, so I guess that makes sense. Uh, I guess this is their this universe's cat girl, but uh <laughs> So with frog legs, but um, those fro- those like flippers have been there. Now they could be different looking altogether too. She may have changed if she changed if she added on those things to her face, then she more than likely changed her feet. I wonder if those things on her face were um made for some sort of communication or something. Because why would they be there otherwise? Well, I guess it would make sense because Selkie, uh, not Selkie, but um, his sidekick, I forgot her name. Um, her ability deals with uh communication underwater. I remember Uraka, I mean, not Uraka, I remember uh, Froppy not being able to do that before, so if they are meant for communication, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, especially, as, I think after, like, the, I mean, it wasn't specifically stated, but I think maybe Froppy is aiming to be, like, a, 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 an underwater rescue hero. Um, Considering, it, it seemed like to me, if I, I may be remembering this wrong, but I think she was inspired when she was doing her internship before. She was heavily inspired at that point. Unfortunately, they didn't do anything with it, 
which was upsetting me because like they did all they did this episode with her made her the focal point and then they do nothing with it now we're gonna have another episode where she's a focal point and we're not gonna hear from it again for like another season or two <laughs> i mean at least this time we're rock as a part of it so at least i'll have something else to really be rooting for in this episode so i mean hey yeah yeah I guess that's what that's about it. This episode's gonna be that. It's called Long Time No See Selkie. So we get to go back to this again. And um I get the pun. Long time no see. I think with that, I think he gave me just the I guess the reason to cut the string. <laughs> Long time no see like splashing in the water. You know, that's actually kind of clever. And that's it. I'm calling it there. See you guys next week. Oh, my God. Okay, then that's it.